Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the season finale, the final season of the HBO series Barry. Season 4 came out this year, 2023, created by Alec Berg and Bill Hader, starring also Bill Hader, Stephen Root, Sarah Goldberg, Anthony Kerrigan, and Henry Winkler, among others. Many other great supporting cast in this show. For those that aren't aware of Barry, it's a hitman from the Midwest who moves to Los Angeles and gets caught up in the city's theater art scene. This is, as I said, the final season of this dark comedy. Uh, as we left Barry at the end of season three, he was being arrested, going to prison. His, uh, his acting teacher, Cousineau, set him up with the father of Cousineau's uh, murdered girlfriend, who was a cop, murdered by Barry, who discovered out who Barry was, that he's this hitman. Crazy season, season three. Amazing episodes in season three. The show is amazing. I love this show. Dark comedy. You know, you have a hitman going through a, a crisis of identity, trying to find redemption for the evil things he's done, and finding in acting a way for him to let out some of that energy, which, as well, suits his acting. The times he is acting and he taps into the emotions of people that he's killed, specifically, I think, if the majority of time, the innocent lives that he ended are the moments that give him the most inspiration to perform in certain moments. So you have at the beginning of the season, obviously, you know, if you haven't watched Barry uh, and you're, you haven't caught up to season four, there's going to be spoilers for the previous seasons. This is also the series finale, so I'm going to be talking about the show as a whole. I have reviewed previous seasons if you want to go back. Like, maybe you, you haven't watched Barry, you've heard good things, maybe you haven't heard anything. I would highly recommend checking this show out, obviously. I'm taking the time to review it, took the time to watch it. Uh, when it comes to TV shows, I'm not going to wait. I can't. When it comes to TV shows, if I'm not hooked, then I just fall off. And if I fall off a show, I'm never going to review it. So chances are, if I'm reviewing a TV show on my podcast, it's because I, I enjoyed it. Or I'm already hooked, and, you know, if it if it goes bad, then I'll talk about that for sure. But let me tell you, this is a great season. Definitely, it's not a perfect final season, but I think it does everything it needs to do and ends in a way that feels 
I don't know if right is the right term, but it ends in a way that is consistent with kind of the tone of this show in general. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Barry Season 4, if you don't want to be spoiled for the previous seasons of Barry, things that happen, I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite moments. I'm going to be talking about these amazing characters that make up this show. Uh, and obviously I'm going to go into depth of season four. So I think from right off the bat, I want to just put out a spoiler warning. But if, you know, if you're into dark comedies and you think the premise of a hitman getting into acting as a way for him to try and leave that lifestyle behind and that life that he had in some ways fuels his acting but also because of that lifestyle that he is so desperate to get away from you know sometimes it's hard to you know the, every time you go out they just pull you right back in it's very difficult for Barry to separate himself from that life and in so unsuccessfully doing everybody that he comes in contact with is like he's a vortex of of tragedy and despair. Nobody that gets to know Barry turns out well because of his life and the things that he's done and the people that he's associated with because of the things that he's done. So that sounds interesting. I highly recommend checking out the show. It's a great show. It's wild where the show goes. Even at the end of season three, when he gets arrested, like they could have almost ended it at season three. There would have been some open-ended things, but like him finally getting caught for this murder felt like it could be the end, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, and it's kind of crazy to see how season four handles Barry handles all of these characters that are in such different places in their lives now that they've you know been sucked into the vortex of destruction that is Barry um whether it's people that are involved in that lifestyle or people that are just trying to be actors uh it's a wild it, these everybody it's a wild ride for everybody involved they're the arcs for all these characters are very interesting so I don't know if you don't want to get spoiled, this is your warning. Uh, but of course, as we left at the end of season three, Barry arrested, going to prison. So we start with Barry in prison. Uh, at the end of last season, at end of season three, Sally going back home, right? She, in self-defense, stabbed that dude in the eye and then beat him with a baseball bat in the soundproof room, which was... A crazy scene. But because of that, she's kind of on the run. Barry said he's going to take care of it. She doesn't know what happened to Barry. Right? As she goes home. You have Noho Hank and Crystal Ball. An amazing end to their storylines in season three. Where Crystal Ball's family is trying to do this electroshock conversion therapy on him. Noho Hank breaks out. And saves Crystal Ball. So they're kind of... 
I think, in New Mexico trying to live their best life. But, of course, they can't leave this life behind. And then you have Kusuno kind of riding this second chance wave that he's been given this opportunity to get back into Hollywood doing, you know, thanks to Barry, really unhinged in season three, demanding, like, just finding ways to get him uh, him work, despite the fact that Kusno is, like, torched his whole career. Like, the dude was canceled before canceling was a thing, burned all the bridges. And because of this fabricated story in some ways or this convenient way of framing him as being somebody who saved Barry has allowed him to kind of have this second second chance which is something that Barry is desperate to have so in many ways he gives Kusuno what what he has wanted to have in many ways So, despite this season being a little disjointed, right, there's a time jump that happens towards the end of the season. I don't know if it's like halfway, but there's a time jump that happens, which at first feels like a dream sequence because, or a memory in some ways. Because in season three, and even more in season four, there is, because Barry's coming unhinged having mental breakdowns break from realities there is this blending of hallucinations and dreams with reality memories with reality and during that time jump it felt like this is Barry I'm waiting for Barry to wake up from this dream that he has where him and Sally are out in the middle of nowhere they have a son and his life looks a lot like his life as a child in the memories we saw where he first meets um god what's the other dude's name <sighs> not kusuno um fuchs when he meets fuchs because we see there's those flashbacks those memories that he has of when he meets fuchs when he was around the same age as his kid is during the time jump so the time jump a little bit disorienting a little bit confusing and then when eventually i kind of just realized like oh we are just now in this time where they have left they're on the run they have new identities sally's put a or she's got a wig on she's working as a waitress she's doing this fake accent they're both very religious um and their kid is very like you know isolated and secluded and like you know it's it's a crazy turn their life went in but also a similar thing that i think people who are desperate to change their life will resort to religion in a lot of ways and the commentary that of this show and Barry when he does become religious and how he uses religion to justify his actions looking for a sign right looking for the things to 
confirm whatever bias he has to uh, allow him to do the things that he wants to do. I think there's a lot of people that use religion in that way, uh, which, you know, however you feel religion is, it's definitely used by people to justify some of the most evil things. Uh, and, I mean, we're seeing that now today where as far as hate speech is concerned or just discriminating against certain lifestyles that are different uh, is definitely, you know, the, the hammer of religion is being used to nail those coffins closed. Um, so it's interesting the time shift that happens in this show, but a little disjointed. Still a great season, though. But I think it's it also works for the show. The time jump in many ways I think is needed in order to kind of close up a lot of the storylines that are happening, right? You kind of need that space to for everybody to kind of get their reckoning. And also, the way the show ends in many ways is kind of a reminder of how unjust reality can be. And how fake Hollywood is, how fake stories, movies based on true events, based on real people can be turned into propaganda and how they regularly are turned into propaganda, especially if the focus or the subject of the story or the movie is somebody that has a military background. There is a lot of Hollywood especially if it has anything to do with the military, tends to be very propagandized and, and tooled to be such, is intended to be to portray people who do those things as heroic by any means necessary, which is a great contrast, especially for this show, because we know the reality of Barry so when we see how Hollywood represents Barry's story, you can see how that same thing could be applied to all, like the American Sniper, Sniper movie compared to the reality of that guy. And many stories similarly to that, you know, always just like there's always we got to make, there's always got to be for the best intentions. It can't be that maybe we're doing things for resources and wealth, not really to protect democracy in other countries. But this is a great show. I love that it's 30-minute episodes. So even when, like, I had waited until Barry, the season finale, the series finale came out before I binged the fourth season. Because it's a show that I enjoy watching in that way binging in that way because they are such short episodes you can burn through a season super easy so when i found out it was over and when i was planning to review it i just rewatched the whole series mostly in the background while i was working so you know not really paying attention but also seeing where people came from where they were at early on and kind of knowing Barry, you know, I think a lot of people think this show changed a lot. And aside from, like, the hallucinations and Barry becoming unhinged, you know, I think this show is about 
like there's very few good people everybody works from a position of selfishness whether it's in the criminal world or in the acting world the amount of kind of self centered kind of egotistical kind of behavior is a lot of people's downfall and Barry is the same way like his desire to like be put everything that he's done behind him and to just live this new life but at the same time because he's lived the life he has he knows he can assert control over situations in a way most people can't or are uncomfortable doing so because he knows he has that type of control utilizes it and because of that ends up going to the extent that he's used to going which is murder in a lot of cases so it's like even when he's trying to get away he's trying to like brute force this this fairy tale future that he wants and completely ignore his past and he can't because he's still using the tactics and things that he would use in that previous life you know he's almost stuck in this life whether he wants to or not so i enjoy all of those things and i enjoyed being able to just burn through this story the darkly comedic moments the beautiful moments the love stories that are in this the wild directions this story goes how so many people in this movie in the show are their own worst enemies i mean there are threats outside of their situations but so many times it people have like negative experiences and and end tragically because they couldn't just leave it alone just like barry couldn't leave his ability to manipulate situations with force people like kusuno couldn't leave his ego he couldn't leave his need his desires addiction to be famous alone and in many ways pays the worst price out of everybody Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote. Are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. And I would say this season is probably the darkest. I mean, you can tell the trajectory of this show as it just seems like a slow degradation of mental capacity for Barry as he becomes more and more unhinged, right? Trying to live a life outside of what he used to do 
and how his his inability to do that just ends up breaking him mentally. And you saw that a lot in season three, like when he yells at Allie or at Sally and when she's got the job, she's got the TV show and he's desperate to get Kusno a job and he blows up on her. Kind of that beginning of the end for for Barry's mental. And you see that even more when he's in prison in this season, when the the guards are fanboys of Barry and like there's the one scene in the bathroom where the guard comes in and he's seeing if Barry's okay and kind of being friendly to him this guard and then Barry who has clearly lost it like he's visualizing the first time he saw Sally outside of the acting class while he's in prison and he tells the the the, the guard in that scene he's like I'm a I'm a cop killer. On the street, I'd kill you. I'd kill your family. I'd kill your grandma. I don't care. That's what I do. I will end you. And then it turns to the cop, like, okay, you know, pulls out the baton. And, like, so many scenes, like how that scene ends where it's, like, a close-up on Barry and there's no sound, but just seeing the blood trickle down his forehead you know what happens. Like, they don't have to show all of the brutality that happens. Similarly to when Noho Hank is in prison in season three while his while uh, Crystal Ball is being electroshock conversion therapy. And in the cell next to him, you hear this other prisoner being killed by what sounds like a vicious mountain lion or something. But you never see it. You never see the other prisoner. You never see the animal, right? It's all told from the one cell that Noho Hank is in. And this show does a lot of that, like where it's not cutting to show a lot of things. It will just stay like there's a scene in season four where Sally is talking to her son, her and Barry's son, after they've been caught. And it's the scenes like literally the back of their heads, until she kind of turns around and kind of shows a profile talking to her kid. Amazing performances too, but also the way the show is shot is is amazing. Some f- amazing scenes from this show that I want to point out. The Taekwondo guy, when Barry is kind of... Uh, in so many instances, when Barry is was caught, quote-unquote... So often the person who catches him wants to actually use him, use his skills. So when he finally, when he initially gets caught for murdering the other cop, that investigator wants him to use, to use Barry to kill the person that his wife is cheating on, which is this Taekwondo guy, Taekwondo guy. So that scene where Barry has to go and he's trying to convince him to like, Here's some money. Take the car. You got to leave for, I don't know, like years, right? Which is an insane proposition. Like you're cheating. You're you're having sex with somebody who's married. But because that person's spouse wants to kill you, you have to go on the run. But he's it's like this great fight scene, which is very kind of realistic in some ways. Like the, the actual fight with this Taekwondo guy that like is this long extended fight 
And then it even goes to another level when the Taekwondo guy's daughter comes home from, I assume, class, Taekwondo class. And she ends up being just as, if not more, deadly than the dad was because she's small and agile and like this insane spider monkey. Such a great episode. One of my favorite episodes in the show. Season three had some amazing episodes. I think that was probably the pinnacle of Barry. Just so great. Also unhinged. So it's also got the scene where Sally beats the uh, beats the uh, one guy that's out to kill Barry. Also a season three. It's the great aspect of the Raven getting all of the friends and family of the victims that Barry's killed over the years to try and kill him and how all of those things go bad like the mother and and son who get a gun and accidentally she accidentally shoots him it, it's just like it, it it really finds interesting ways to make things like sad but also funny but also tragic it's great the scene where Barry goes Terminator in the monastery looking for, um, God, what is it? Fuchs. Looking for Fuchs is great. The bomb, the bomb with the detonator app where he has to call tech support. All these stuff for th- from season three. You have Barry and Kusuno getting tied up or tied together. I mean, because... Almost as if like a father figure to Barry, this this uh, Kusnow guy. In many ways, Kusnow is a lot like Fuchs, right? As Fuchs was to Barry's career as a hitman, Kusnow in some ways is that to him, is this father figure in the acting world. And both Kusnow and Fuchs, very selfish, like both willing to use Barry for their own gain and willing to be against him when it suits them and also be on his team when it suits them. And when he killed the, it like that whole scene, which I think is the end of season two, I think I want to say season two it might be season might be the end of season one when he kills, uh, Kusuno's, girlfriend the cop brutal scene and it that ends i think it's the last episode of season one i believe and like so many times barry's like okay now is when i change now is when i'm no longer going to do that thing when he's laying in bed he's like okay now and then that's how it ends great end to that season but also his bond with kusuno you know, he, he gets, like, the accomplishments or the sense of accomplishments that he gets as a student, right? He's, you know, he knows how to to play Barry in the same way that, that uh, Fuchs did. And in season three, you start seeing the beginnings of the hallucinations of Barry people being shot in the head and it's that silent 
thing. Like, similarly to the baton to his head in season four, these headshots that he's visualizing, even though the, the baton to the head was a real thing that happened. But, like, he starts visualizing just, like, Sally with a hole in her head bleeding and just silent, which I, I appreciate the, like, these vicious, violent things happening, but, like, the sound of the event doesn't translate. Also, the scene with with Kusuno running from Barry, being chased by the dogs, while the, the couple is having an argument about one of the partners not liking the fact that she has so many dogs, and you see how many dogs they have because Kusuno just ran through their backyard. Hilarious, hilarious scene. Also, the Winkler in this show is amazing. This dude... I mean, everybody's performance in this is amazing. Everybody involved, first off. But such a unique and different role for Henry Winkler to play. So good. And then you have one of the awesome scenes before I get into season four is the, I think it's the end of season three, towards the end, where Barry is like dying or in some like purgatory where he's on the beach and he's surrounded by all of his victims. Like, and he tells Sally, like, I know where I'm going to go after this. It's not going to be good for me. So you need to get away from me because this is where it's not going to be a good place. It's a great scene. Barry's acting as part of this. The character Barry's acting, his, using his regret of murdering people, army buddy, the cop using those things as fuel to make his acting better. Him losing it on Sally, trying to get Gene a show. Just great unhinged performance from Bill Hader, but also interesting to see how these tragedies in his life fuel his acting. Sally is amazing. Uh, very selfish about her acting. Like she likes Barry so much as he can add to her acting like him being a good scene partner is the reason why he's around and you know very interesting like very parasitic like all these relationships are very parasitic to Barry like she was feeding off of Barry like if he was not a good scene partner or didn't have those moments of brilliance, him tapping into that thing. I don't think they ever would have gone out together. Barry and Kusnow, Kusnow kind of feeling like he's this this father figure, and financially parasitic to Barry as well. Of course, Fuchs financially parasitic to Barry, using Barry to get this money for him, like he's the agent and he gets some jobs. It's a lot of parasitic relationships in this show. But she also, Sally also does acknowledge people when they do good work. Like she acknowledges him. She acknowledges the, when she becomes the teacher in season four and she uses the same technique that Kusun, that uh, yeah, Kusuno used on her to get her angry on stage and then tells her to, say her lines again now that he's kind of gotten under her skin and seeing how that she's able to do that same technique. But also that scene is great because it shows how 
different society is, how culturally we're different, and especially how different society is to old white men who seemingly are allowed to get away with being that type of a way versus Sally not being able to do those same techniques in the same way Kusno did. And both Sally and Jean jealous of how easily Barry is getting jobs and jobs that he gets that he's not even he doesn't know he barely can remember people's names like he doesn't care I mean he cares about acting in that he thinks it's going to be this escape from him but he's not invested in it in the same ways they are because he's so distracted by trying to get away from the hitman life that like because he goes into these auditions not caring it it's almost a plus for him makes it easier for him to get jobs and both Sally and Jean are so kind of jealous of his ability to get these jobs and Jean the self-obsessed teacher right burned a lot of bridges also jealous of Barry and in his kind of redemption in season three where he's going around like kind of apologizing to everybody he almost gets off he gets joy on being in a position where he can like feel good about apologizing for things and even has that thrown in his face with the woman's career that he destroyed and how his apology isn't going to give her a career back. But then he kind of goes and asks her to be the one to direct this master class thing. Then kind of he, he definitely tries to mend those bridges in a lot of ways as well. Which made him more sympathetic, but still he's his own worst enemy. Like if he just minded his own business season four when he does the one-man show for the reporter of his relationship with barry i mean if he had if there's so many things that kusuno could have done different that would have not like if he if he had if he had actually moved past those things like he thought he did when he was on the run and had actually become a different person he wouldn't have ended in the same way that he wouldn't have ended in the way he did being in prison for the rest of his life or whatever it was. Fuchs, right? Kind of the friend of Barry's dad, you know, was there for him when he got out of the military, but uses him. Parasitic. Same way. A guy who many times throughout the season wants to set Barry up, trying to catch him on the on wire confessing to things but then you know always having that change of heart like the the toxic relationship between fuchs and barry is constant throughout this entire show even till the end when he gets out of prison and he's fully embodied the the uh the rooster or whatever his his nickname is and has the tattoos and all this has the crew but still when push comes to shove he helped his son avoid not looking at the disaster that had happened which is an amazing scene in season four the shootout between 
Fuchs's crew and Noho Hank's crew. Just a crazy shootout scene with the grenade being thrown and it's like people lost their limbs. But you see Fuchs, you know, tried to protect Barry's kid's eyes so he couldn't see what was going on as he walked him out uh, to, to give him back to Barry. Noho Hank's character is amazing, you know, super happy guy, but he can act like he's clearly acting serious. Like he does a lot of bluffing in previous seasons that works, right? Using acting in some ways for his his business, but always defaults back to joy. Like there's one scene, I forget what happens, but it's like the serious moment. And then he gets back in his car. And blaring in his car is like happy, like dance music, which is hilarious. And he has so much love for like Barry as well as Cristobal. Obviously, the love story between Noho Hank and Cristobal is is probably like one of the better st like threads through this whole se this series. And when he breaks his cuffs to save Cristobal is a great moment. Cristobal, super interesting character as well. You know, once an enemy of NoHo, eventually they become partners, right? He's this great motivational speaker. You know, the the conversion therapy that his wife tried to get him through, it, it's just crazy. And the final season continues the trajectory, the tonal trajectory that you know was kind of set in place in the previous season. Barry becoming more unhinged, falling apart. Many surreal moments where hallucinations bleed into reality dreams confused with the now we see the conclusion and end of many characters in the final season who survives who doesn't who ends up in prison who gets away in a show where you know nowhere you you never know where it's going to go next right and i would say the end is equally unpredictable you know you have Sally going to her parents and you s seeing her parents, her mom more concerned with the drama that she's going to have to deal with in church because her abusive ex-boyfriend's parents go to the same church, which is just so like they are so detached from even when they know that her daughter is her boyfriend was just arrested for murder like they couldn't care less. They use it as, like, a way to put her down in some ways. And then her dad is, like, just so, like, he's a very simple idiot kind of a guy. Like, so, like, sad, but also clear why she is the way she is and how, why acting is so important to her because it's, like, her only thing. Like, her parents don't care. And even, like, watching with the scene where she's watching her show with her parents, so painful so painful like they could barely care less that she's on a show they hadn't seen it and to sit there and watch and the mom's just like pounding wine the dad is just like looking at moving pictures on the screen and that's just magical for him it's just like such a painful scene 
Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of The Ray Taylor Show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show it's kind of funny how dave and busters plays into the final scene with noho and crystal ball using it as like their meeting spot to set up like the underground sand business like even when they're trying to go legitimate they still have like they can't help like noho hanks can't help but go back to the life of criminality and and ending up being the the final breaking point between him and Cristobal, which is tragic, so tragic when they break off and you see Cristobal just being put down by Noho Hanks people, and then to see after the time jump that he has the Noho Ball business, right? Clearly successful with the sand stuff. Seeing Sally as a teacher after being canceled, basically. Which is funny when she gets canceled and she's talking to her agent or whatever. And she's like, well, you can't do these things. But if you set up a podcast and you do this other stuff, you can make you can just like you just make money hand over fist, which is tr so true for so many of these people that are quote unquote canceled. Right. <clears throat> like. Louis C.K.'s show got canceled. Okay. But he's still working. He's still... If if he has a podcast, I don't know. But if he did, I'm sure he would be making Joe Rogan type of money. You know? Like, the cancel just means you can't do certain things. The backlash for people. And in so many instances, that backlash, if you wait long enough, will die off. So, but interesting how she... You can see how she gets a lot from being a teacher in some ways it allows her to get her frustration out in some ways and also her still trying to use that to get the role like when she goes on set to the superhero movie with that one actress and she tries to like steal the role from her it's pretty great you have the There's, like, moments in the prison where the correction officers and, like, the, uh, I think it's even the warden guy kind of beating people up. Like, it felt very naked gun type over the top how they're beating people up. I mean, I'm sure it's not far off. It's probably sad that it's not far off from the reality, but in the moment, in the show, it feels almost farce farcical that 
these people are just going in and then beating up. It's like, tell us what we want to know. It's like beating him up. And even like the SWAT team at Dave and Buster's, same thing. Very over the top kind of thing. The, a lot of tragic moments, obviously, when Cristobal and Noho, when Cristobal gets put down, but also when Kusuno is trying to hide out at his cabin and his son comes back to bring him the food that he mentioned that he wishes he could have, right? It's like, I'm not going to be able to get food from this restaurant. So his son goes out of his way to drive and get food and Kusuno thinks it's Barry, so he ends up shooting through the door, which is just another reason why you know gun ownership is so stupid but uh, accidentally shooting his son thankfully he didn't die that's one thing that i was happy to see obviously the relationship is is completely dead but uh great to see that kusno didn't actually kill his son um the time jump right their future in the middle of nowhere super religious using like fear to scare his kid from playing baseball like he sees a baseball mitt hidden like they become fundamental christians when they're out in the middle of nowhere which is insane like they're them going to church service on the laptop and like him using fear to which is a lot of what christians do like the the what how they portray their life on the run as these like super Christian people is so like the use of fear in order to control the, the kid is so on point, right? Doesn't want a, his kid to play softball for whatever reason. So he shows him videos of people being injured playing softball, right? Like a pitcher getting the ball hit right back in their face or somebody running into a pole or just like it's brutal. It's brutal. sad there's a moment with sally in this like this like dirt bag that's like hitting on her and they go into the restroom and like thinking he's thinking that she's gonna give him a blowjob or whatever she ends up choking him and like really show like dominating the situation in a way where he leaves scared very interesting to see where she's at mentally but also like seeing that she's drinking all the time spiking her kids drink it is like such a sad reality that they are living after this time jump, which makes all of that makes it seem so absurd. It, there's, it makes it feel like there's no way that's the reality they went to. But, you know, that's the reality they went to. You have Fuchs out of prison. Kind of newly released after this time jump, covered in tats, right? Really, the Raven is where he really leaned into that moniker has you know the inmates that he gained all the respect while he was in like he's got this whole crew goes and picks up some barista out of nowhere you have the noho ball industries which is kind of interesting the statue of crystal ball in the the hall which plays to the the final set piece of noho as he like grabs the statue's hand very beautiful kind of end to noho hank and then Barry, knowing that he wants to go, he sees he wants to stop Fuchs, not Fuchs, uh, Cousineau from making this movie about him, 
from his perspective and him listening to different podcasts to try and find justification. And it's also funny that the podcast that justifies his murder is played by, um, God, what's that comedian's name? Uh, God, he's in so many good shows and I'm blanking on his name. Bill Burr, Bill Burr playing the, the Christian podcaster that uses the Bible to justify murder. And it's like, yes, that's the sign. That's what I needed. That's all I needed. Thank you. Thank you, Christian podcaster. Looking for a sign from God, you know. And then to find out that Kusno, like if he just left it alone, finding out when Barry gets caught and the dad finds out that he paid, that Barry paid Kusno quarter million dollars and that was the thing that that roped Kusno back in right if Kusno didn't come back which he came back to try and stop the movie so but then stayed because he thought Daniel Day Lewis was going to play him like his ego made him stay but if he had never come back then Barry never would have come back and if Barry never came back, then they never would have found out that Barry paid Kusno a quarter million dollars and they wouldn't have suspected Kusno being the mastermind to this whole thing that he used Barry to, to kill these people. But of course the ego of Kusno being his ultimate thinking that he's going to be at a, a sit down meeting with Wahlberg to convince him to be, to play Barry. <clears throat> Which I don't understand why Kusuno would want to kill Janice. I don't know why he would manipulate Jan Barry uh, into doing that unless they suspected him of the crimes that she was investigating. But also the show, like, showing Barry after he kind of finds the justification and him just going into a Walmart to buy guns... And this, the scene of him walking out, like he goes into Walmart as if in the same way that Neo in the Matrix says he wants guns and then like rows of gun racks that are full, filled to the brim show up. In many ways, that's what Walmart is to Barry, right? He needs to get a bunch of guns. He walks into a Walmart and same day, the exact same moment, is strapped with all kinds of, you know, two assault rifles, clips surrounding him, handgun, all these things. And the image of him with all strapped up with that firepower walking through the toy section at a Walmart is just, it's, it's, it's absurd that that is a reality. That people can just go into Walmarts and come out like they just got armed up to, to take on the world, like John Wick or some shit. But a, a great visual. Um, the shootout between Noho Ball and the Raven was crazy. The grenade, how it ends with the grenade. Like, that whole scene is, like, amazing. And the end for Sally is great. She gets away, maybe Canada or something like that. She's a high school teacher, teaching acting. Has no desire to go out with anybody still 
needing confirmation that she's doing good doesn't necessarily believe she she has to have that constant affirmation that she's doing good but then seeing the movie that was based on Barry's story that his his son watches is kind of the perfect like as so much of this show just as Barry walking through the toy section at Walmart with guns is absurd but also our reality to see the story of Barry be portrayed in that way being this propaganda story for the military turning Barry into a hero is absurd but also the reality like you're seeing reality on screen but it's also absurd it's we live in absurd reality that glorifies war glorifies you know what happens in war glorifies the people that are involved in war and glorifies guns glorifies violence in a way and it's just i i don't know i appreciate all that stuff and to find out the Kusno's in prison for murder and Barry is was buried with honors it's just like ah uh, just i mean that's that's life that's life that's the that's how justice works in reality that the most evil people gain the most success and the victims tend to be blamed for everything right you have ceos making exponentially more than anything while the workers are being demonized for not working for less they're lazy and it's crazy that we find out what happened to kusuno in like the epilogue of the movie that barry's son is watching right where he tells like oh this is what happened to barry this instead of it being the show doing that you, the son sees it which is just makes it even more tragic i'm happy that like out of everybody sally and her son at least seem like they were able to get out and are leaving living somewhat normal happy lives so it's nice to see that they survived this you know, she's still being able to teach. Noho kind of got a poetic end. Fuchs, who knows what happens to Fuchs, right? He had that one moment of being nice to Barry one final time, trying to save his kid. And even how Barry goes out, where he goes to thinking that 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 Fu that uh, Kusanau took. Or that his wife and kid are at Kusuno's place. And Kusuno coming out where you think it's the scene set up where you think Kusuno's going to kill himself with that stage gun. But comes out and shoots Barry. Kind of, kind of great, you know. And another thing. Because Barry's dead. And can't confess, which maybe he would. I've heard people think that he, Barry could have confessed like Sally wanted him to. I don't think he was. That's why he went there. He went there to go convince her to leave with him again. He wasn't going there to like tell her she, he was going to go turn himself in. He would have just done it. So I don't believe Barry was ever going to turn himself in. He was always looking for a way to 
not pay for his life not pay for the things that he's done and just thinks that he can just walk away from it scot scot free and i think it closes everything out well i don't think there was any real i mean aside from not really knowing what happened to fuchs uh you know everything else was pretty great and i can't wait to see what bill Hader does next as far as a director some of these episodes, especially season three, were amazing. This final season was pretty great, and he I think he directed all of them. Um, excited to see what he does next. His performance in this, the writing of this show, the directing of the show was amazing. Some of the best scenes and episodes were in season three by far. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this very long uh, recap, and uh, not recap, but review of season four of Barry as a whole, the show, Barry. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Barry Season 4 as well as Barry the entire show. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie, TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform over on YouTube.com slash Disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of the Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.